Caribbean Birth Stories has been brought to you by the Amai Birth Collection. Head over to theamishop.com. That's the A-M-A-I-Shop.com for special offers and to learn more about the Amai family. Okay. All right. So we're on the hospital. We come home. Tell me about postpartum. What was it like? Were there any challenges you didn't foresee? I mean, talk to us about that. Adrian, <laughs> what was that like for you? I don't know. I'm, I was just thinking to myself, I wonder which one was harder. Was it the pre-pregnancy or was it the, um, the postpartum? Yeah. But it was a, a postpartum is more. It, oh my God, it's a train wreck <laughs> because you're, you're not sleeping. You think you're sleeping, but you're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. It's not until about four months down the road when you actually get some help or you figure out a sleep pattern for the child. Then you're like, okay, wow, I was literally deprived of sleep for months, mm-hmm. and that's kind of how it is because it's not even um you know just having someone to come and watch the child you're it's there's this second nature that kicks in when you're now caring for somebody else and it's on a level to where you're waking up every 20 minutes because you hear something or you you know and one thing with Kyrie, he um he was having this choking reflux Mm -hmm. situation Mm -hmm. so we're literally sleeping awake basically mm-hmm. so that was that was the hardest part for me and for a lot of new parents it's hard and people would say you know um you need to get as much rest before you have the child part mm-hmm. of it is true like not get as much rest but enjoy exactly the rest, right mm-hmm. as much as yeah. you can yeah. because yeah. there is no explanation to what you're going to experience, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like it's, it's yeah. again, yeah. a whole new world where that is concerned. But, you know, going through it, I said to myself, like, when I think about the challenges of having another child, mm-hmm. the last thing on my mind, which should be the first is, okay, financial situations, you know, here we mm-hmm. go again, you know, mm-hmm. on top of time and whatever, but that really doesn't matter to me. It's really the sleep. Like when I think about having another child, I'm like, can I go through not sleeping for six mm-hmm. months? Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. that's the hardest yeah. part for me. And no, I, course, really, I really... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And of course, um, giving while you're, you know, working and going through your day-to-day, you know, taking care of your family and you also have to make a concerted effort to emotionally be there for your wife as well, you know? Because sometimes you can just keep going yeah. and you don't realize, especially Chanel, she's away from home. <coughs> um, you know, and, you know, you, you have to balance. You really have to balance as much as you can from the from my point of view, I should say. Yeah, no, I, I really appreciate you being so honest about the challenges because I think sometimes, first of all, you know, Chanel, we've had we've we've only been able to hear the perspective from one male. So, I mean, hearing it from another male, I think is really helpful and really brings home the point that it's not all teachers and cream. Even though what I appreciate is that you've also said you would still do it again. 
you're you're aware of all the things that it will entail. Now you're more aware because you've gone through it, but you know you're still willing to do it again, knowing that it's not easy. So I think that's that's a really good good take home for everyone that's listening. So thank you for sharing that, Chanel. What about you? Sorry, go ahead, Adrian. No, I just gonna plug something and say um, since we're transitioning from hospital, and <clears throat> I was gonna say that. Um, a big thing for me with Carrie being born was that it actually brought me closer to my parents mm -hmm. because right. it made me realize how much your parents really love you. You're like, mm -hmm. wait, this is really how it feel, how they feel about you. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like it's kind of, mm -hmm. you can't even explain it, you know? So that for me, so even now I'm close with my father, like we go golfing all the time or as much as we can when he's here. And you know, so the, the so that's the good. That's a good part for me. I, I love that part of it. No, and that, again, that's that's great because that speaks to the emotional connection that people develop or redevelop or rekindle after having a child. So I think I think that's that's just beautiful. You made me feel surprised for a second now. So thanks. thanks for yeah, because I think that's sweet. I think it's a man to say that and be like, oh, you know, this is it. Yeah, and let me let me hang out with my daddy some more. So I think that's really, really lovely. Um, Chanel, so what about you? We're home now. We're home. We're home at Kyrie. We made this thing. And it's ours to keep for life. I know. I know. And it's surreal. Like when he came out and he's in the crib and he's in our room, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is our child. I couldn't believe it. It took me a few weeks to really come to terms with this person belong to us. Um, mm -hmm. It was a gift from God to for us to take care of and yeah so that was that that took a while um but in terms of challenges I would say there were four main things so I had to really think about this before because I really wanted to um get the message across to my listeners because I've and I also want to say thank you to my previous moms who have so willingly volunteered their stories and these are stories that are so deeply personal to them and I appreciate the fact that they were willing to share that, not just with the Caribbean community, but really the world, because anybody can tune into the podcast. And now that we're on mm -hmm. YouTube, anybody can look at look at it on YouTube. So, um, so I appreciate that. And as a result, I also want to be as honest and open about my experience. And <clears throat> there were some challenges. So I remember that the first one I would say was I was stunned by the amount of blood that came out of me postpartum. And I know mm. there may be male listeners, and sorry, I don't, I'm not trying to gross anybody out, but um, in particular at the hospital, um, you know, they give you, well, I had my maternity pads, which is just basically jumbo pads I had, and but they give you like a proper adult diaper, right? Mm. And within that diaper, they put an ice pack. And I was like, what is all of that? But when you put it on, you're like, oh, it feels so good. You know, the ice was helping with the swelling and whatever. But when I had to go and use the bathroom for the first time, I mean, if I hadn't seen blood before, I probably would have fainted because there was just so much of it. Um, mm. And not every pregnancy is the same. A lot of women don't bleed as much. Some women bleed even more. Um, but that had been my experience that there was just a lot more than I had expected to see. And I would say I had a heavy bleed for about four to six weeks. And then really? afterwards, consistently. Yes, consistently. I so didn't I would know that say, either. yeah. So, I mean, so that was a shock to me. I wasn't expecting that, even though I knew you bleed, you bled after. 
Um, also the swelling, the swelling in your vaginal area and anus and everything. I just didn't put two and two together and say, oh, that would happen. Obviously it would happen because this your your vagina just stretched all this way mm-hmm. and had to come back. So obviously there's gonna be swelling. Um so I funny thing when I went to take my first shower in the hospital, Omnike, I was terrified of mm-hmm. like washing myself mm-hmm. because I didn't want to touch down there because it just from the outside it just looked different and then I just didn't want to touch it because I didn't want it to feel mm-hmm. anyway. Like, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so Thank God I didn't see it. <laughs> so I literally just kind of let the water just fall on me. And that's that's as much as the washing went. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean I've soaked mm-hmm. other parts of my body, but mm-hmm. um, so that was a shocker to me. Um, I didn't see mm-hmm. that, and that continued even when I went home. Even when I went home, I would say when I eventually got the courage to, you know, wash in those areas, I felt a lot of swelling. You know, you couldn't tell the difference between your labia majora and minora, which is the outer lips and shut the up, inner shut lips. Up, shut up. Yes, Adrian. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but I couldn't feel, feel the difference. It just all it's felt like. What's the difference between reading a book and listening to an audio tape? Like, you know. <laughs> I didn't see it, so that's too much detail. All right, okay. <laughs> All right, well, I'll leave it like that. There's a lot of swelling. Um, yeah, but okay. it did improve. Things did start to feel normal, but not right away. It was right. months, I would say. Um, that took time. Okay, maybe months might be a little bit dramatic, but at least, <clears throat> yeah, two months. I would say two months. Exactly. Um, so that was that other challenge was the fact that once I was given clearance to return to exercise, I had no abdominals and I was like, where did my abs go? You know? Mm. So I really, I was shocked. It felt like mush and I'm, and I was very active before I very, very active. And, and I (laughs) don't look at me like that. And so so to not have any abs and not be able to sit up and do a crunch, it was like, shocking to me as well mm-hmm. um and then i also well in the initial stages a lot of women maintain a little bit of a separation of their uh, their six-pack muscles so what is known as a diastasis recti um mm-hmm. so you do have a little bit of a separation and that is to accommodate the growing baby inside of you you have to be able to open up um so that's what our body does naturally however after birth it's supposed to kind of come back together. Um, sometimes it doesn't come all the way back together. Um, sometimes you even have a diastasis before you get pregnant and you don't even realize. So you may have had like a two finger, we kind of measured with our fingers. So you can have a two finger with separation pre-pregnancy and you would never know because obviously nobody's checking that. And then afterwards you have the baby and now it's three fingers. So your normal might be two. So you really only have like a one finger separation. But, you know, I ended up having a diastasis recti mm. as well as an umbilical hernia uh, just mm. above. And it's only from childhood I remember that as a child, my mother reminded me about this, that as a child I used to complain a lot about tummy aches and ear pain in that same umbil- umbilical area. And the doctor had said I had a hernia, but it was never corrected. I guess the pain went mm. away and I never bothered about it. But here it is showing up again. And just more obvious 
than, and I didn't mm-hmm. expect that, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then the last thing was, I think more on the side of parenthood, accepting my new role as the primary caregiver for my son. Um, and it took me a long time to accept that because I am all for mm-hmm. equality. <laughs> I'm of equality and I feel, and I, you know, going into it, it was about us, you know, having this child together, et cetera, et cetera, well, et cetera. The, for, the audio pod, for the audio version of the podcast, that's about 15 roll eyes from Adrian. <laughs> I can't see it. But that's about 15 eyes rolling. Yes. But yeah, so, so once I was able to get to that point, because it did take me a while to get to that point where I accepted, listen, wait, let me finish. Accept that <laughs> I am the primary caretaker for this child. And it's not always going to be that way. Later on, Adrian is going to assume a different role, possibly, in yeah. that he's the primary you know, nurturer or Kyrie so, goes sorry, to him for advice primarily. I'm not seeing Adrian looks like he's like he doesn't understand what Chanel is saying. He looks curious, very, but Chanel very confused. I am very I don't confused. know why you're so confused because because when Kyrie sure. becomes a teenager or whatever, you're then you will be taken you'll be hanging Mr. out with him now. Misinformed you're gonna need a season for this conversation. Well, we're not going. We don't have these. Right. So, what is considered the primary care giver giver of a child? Because I bid Kyrie, I feed Kyrie, I put him to sleep, I wake him up. Right. So it may not be fifty-fifty. Right, and that's what that well, that is what primary. But it's more like sixty-five, thirty-five kind of thing. Okay, that's. Well, um, uh, you know, and I'm going to have to bring some legal jargon in here. 65, anything over 50% is a majority. Majority usually can also be considered primary or most or greatest. So Chanel saying primary also means the majority caregiver. And you've actually just said that that is correct. So again, y'all are saying the same thing. <laughs> no, not really, because then you have the electorate, <laughs> which is what else I do to support Right, family, okay, okay, we're not going down right? that path. Okay, okay. No, that electorate probably brings it back 75, 35, so I'm actually primary. Okay, all right. Okay, all right, okay. you're okay. primary. All right. Yeah, yeah, you're primary. <laughs> right, but yeah. to my woman out there, you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah. So yes. Yeah. So and I mean, like I said, it's not going to be like that forever. But it's that acceptance yeah. took a while. But once I got there, it helped. It helped. Yeah. So I would say no. I I, I appreciate you saying that too because I think that also is a transition. It's a transition, and and particularly for us, you know, the way that we were raised and all of that. You kind of think, yep, we are, we both do the same thing, and we're equals. No, no, no. And we're not feminists, but as women, we think, yeah, you could do these same things. But in reality, there's something special about being a mother, I think. And there is also some level of nurturing that mothers give that can only be given by mothers. So I, I understand what you're saying, and I believe that. But I can also recognize that that probably would be a transition for, for lots of people. So, so mm-hmm. that's, you know, thanks for sharing that. Um, was there anything else, you know, in terms of the postpartum? Because we kind of talk about the immediate postpartum period, but 
carriers now, he's two carriers now yeah. too. And so was there anything else that you've learned about yourself or you have to adjust, you know, how, how do you, how did you, how, how has this journey ha- been for you for the last two years? I think for me, I've learned a couple of things about, and I guess this ties into my advice that I would give to other expectant mothers and women who may be in my position. Um, a lot about self-regulation. Mm-hmm. And and I feel like coming from the Caribbean where we, well, in our generation where licks, and for those who don't know licks, spanking, um, was basically the main mode of correction a lot of times um, without that explaining. Now, I don't want to go to the other extreme where um, your child is in control of everything and they are not aware of who is the the person, the disciplinarian, who is the adult, who is the grown-up, and they are the child. So they manipulate that situation because they know all you're going to do is talk to them about it. But I feel like... I had some work to do in my role as a parent because I felt like Kyrie automatically needed to listen to me. He needed to follow my instructions. He needed to do this without explaining to him necessarily because my parents didn't explain to me why they were telling me what they were telling me, right? You do it. But mm-hmm. yeah, you just had to do it. You get a look, you just mm-hmm. do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but with him, I realized, okay, I needed to... I can't be freaking out on him because mm-hmm. he spilled whatever on the ground um, or, you know, he does not want to go and use the potty right now, but we're leaving. You know, I need to find other ways within myself to stay calm, to kind of just bring my emotions down. Um, and this might be a personality thing too. And, and really just, I don't even want to say reason with him, but but explain to him in a way that he can understand that this is what needs to happen in order for the next step to take place. And right. that took a lot for me to get to. And it and I didn't get there by myself. I got there with help. We've had, you know, training in like just positive behavioral techniques and stuff like that. Because I started to feel overwhelmed because I'm like, this child is trying to send me bonkers. He's going to make mm-hmm. me pull all the hair out of my head. And I thought it was him. So I'm like, okay, he's the problem. He's the one with the issue, right? When the reality is, is my reaction to him mm-hmm. was probably mm-hmm. what was fueling him or me not mm-hmm. being able to recognize his triggers in advance because I'm not necessarily paying attention to what's happening. Those are the things that are preventing him from reacting in a more positive way. And once I was able to to, to take accept some of that responsibility and regulate some of my own emotions, it became a lot easier to manage him mm-hmm. and to parent him. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think that was it, one of the big ones. No, I, I, that's, that's, that's good. But I think what I'm also hearing you say is that you also learned certain tools by becoming a mother. Um, and yes. those tools, I don't. Those tools don't sound like they'll only help you with Kyrie. They'll help you with adults as well. So I yes. that's great. He's he's taught you something. He's teaching you every day different things every about day. how to become a better person. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's that's actually really important. And I think by doing that, you also will be able to teach him the same skills when that time comes. So I think that's that's really important. And mm, so great. 
um, Adrienne, so how have you, or what have you had to do to transition from being Adrienne, the husband, or even before that, Adrienne, the single bachelor. man or boyfriend, yeah, bachelor, yeah, thank you, <laughs> um, to being Adrienne, the father, that's part one, oh, and then part two, what advice would you give to other fathers, whether they're fathers already or soon-to-be fathers? You can answer either one. Well, first. My, my experience was slightly a little bit different in the sense that, and Chanel just took a deep breath, so she'll probably know where I'm going with it. <laughs> because, you know, as most people know, I have two sisters, but I also have nine nieces and nephews. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm in all of their lives, right? Mm -hmm. Not as much for maybe the middle in terms of a day to day scenario, but the earlier. Uh, nieces and nephews. <clears throat> um, my sister, when she came up here, she and I lived together for about four years, and her oh, girls wow. were. Here, so I was doing things like doing homework and combing here and changing diapers and dropping off to preschool and all those things. So there was. Some... Good, good, good practice. Yeah, and I was always, I always loved babies and kids, so you know. I was looking out for what to expect, right? I don't really care about changing, like, you know, <laughs> poop diapers. You know, Chanel seems to like that, so no problem. <laughs> but um, um, Kyrie um, is... Kyrie reminds me of me almost to the point where I believe when people say, listen, you know, Adrian, you get, you, you did a lot. You were very active when you were young and mm -hmm. Carrie's just the same. So mm -hmm. there's a, a little bit of, of management there. Um, mm -hmm. But oddly enough, Carrie and I will have a different experience together than when Carrie, Chanel and I are together because mm -hmm. Carrie is so connected to Chanel, you know, mommy and mommy mm -hmm. and so on. When there, there are certain things that he would allow me to do because Chanel may not be there for him to, you know, I, I don't know what you'd call it, but mm -hmm. uh, it, it's just a little bit different for us. So sometimes I'll put Carrie down to sleep, let's say out of a week, maybe two times he will fuss and fight. Um, for Chanel, it would be four times, you know, yeah. maybe five. Yeah. Times yeah. And, yeah. and I think it has to do a lot with the connection as well. Obviously, yeah. because she spends a lot more time with him than I do, yeah. right? Um, so you know, but uh, I, I'm enjoying it. I'm literally every day enjoying every moment of this experience because already it's just going by so quickly. I mean, mm -hmm. he just learned the other day. Now he's singing songs and <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, and doing different things and you know just shocking us with with new words that he's using and new things and ideas that comes into his head and he's obviously very creative you know mm -hmm. based on, on how he is and imaginative and so on so <laughs> I, i'm loving every moment of it I, i'm not you know yeah that's that's it for me an advice okay an advice yeah, sorry yes yeah. thanks son any advice <laughs> that you would give the other men i i would say um, for sure, you want to, oh, I, I want to give Chanel credit for this too, is that Chanel is always looking for different activities and different things for us to do. So she really, 
I don't want to say bend my arm, but you know, like Adrian, you have to make the time to do it. And I'm glad she does because when we do things, we have good experiences and good memories. And I keep thinking back and I'm like, boy, Chanel didn't really push for it because I would probably say maybe three things I've suggested <laughs> over the past couple of years because I kind of know, and you know how Chanel is, she will plan everything already. So I kind of leave it up to her. But, mm -hmm. you know, She's really good at that, so I'm, I'm glad. Mm -hmm. um, we, we do a lot of different things, and, and and like I said, I'm enjoying it. And most fathers, I would say, you want to be able to, when someone says, you know, you need to be there mm -hmm. for your child, it's not necessarily, you know, okay, be there, you know, send money, you know, buy gifts and so on. They want to spend the actual time. Like last night, yeah. Carrie and I, um he we did this thing with the sheet where we built a little tent and i'm creating this whole storyline and with you know indians and all kind of things you know we're under this tent and we're in the castle and all of this and he remembers it because the next day he's like hey daddy we're gonna do the tent thing again and i'm like yeah look, we'll do it tonight and he's in the bedroom to read the books before i even get there and before i'm like dragging him by his feet to, to bring him into the room so bedtime stories so or i might say carrie in you know to go into the tent you have to have a clean teeth <laughs> and he's like okay <laughs> go to the bathroom ready to brush his teeth you know what i mean yeah, so, yeah. but they remember these things and you know you need to you, it can't just be mommy alone it has to be daddy yeah. daddy yeah. has to get involved in that kind of way and it balances them out i see it yeah i see it yeah, yeah. so be there yeah, for you be there and enjoy the moments as well, you know, for you and your child. Mm -hmm. Yeah, to the no, I think that's excellent advice, especially when you indicate that it's not just about spending money. It's not just about, yeah, okay, hey. And being present, I think, isn't just about being physically present. You have to actually be emotionally and, yeah, right. um, emotionally and like literally present, not just I'm here right now, but I'm watching TV or I'm on my phone or, you know, I'm, I'm talking to somebody else. I'm doing work. I'm in the house. No, yeah. actually put all those things away and be there with your children. Be there because you're right. They remember. They remember those things. And those are the things that help mold them um, as they grow older and also mold them into being good parents as well. Um, I do have, do you, is there anything else that you want to say before we close off? Because we're about to close off. I have one more question. Um, but is there anything else you feel like you've missed or I've missed that you want to share with your listeners? No, I just think, you know, if there's at any time, you know, before a couple decides to have a child and the wife says, you know, um, honey, I've been thinking about having a child. What do you think? You just, this is, this is what I tell them to do right here. It's upside, it's upside down. down. <laughs> run, run. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, you know, my personal my advice just be um there's nothing anyone is gonna tell you for you to be prepared for the journey mm -hmm. you literally almost have to create it together and remind each other that is a team thing no matter what team yeah. and and just work through it that way and not necessarily feel like because you're gonna feel like you just can't be bothered it's it, it especially like i said the even when you have the child, the postpartum side, the non-sleeping mm -hmm. side, that's the tough part. 
-hmm. but overall i think you just enjoy it enjoy it because it's going to come and go like this yep i agree and i guess to my listeners as well i would and those viewing um i am here to support you i agree with what adrian said it does just fly by um but i think the beauty and the whole genesis behind this podcast has been the fact that when I was journeying through my experience, I didn't see that representation of the Caribbean woman out there in the media, in social platforms, nowhere. Um, and after I had my son, that's when I had this fire that was lit, you know, below me to do something, to be that change, to, to have this conversation that we're not having and it's not always going to be as you may have seen in the episodes before is not always going to be about um specifically a mother giving birth we're going to talk about all the conversations around pregnancy and maybe not getting pregnant um also fathers and then we have like our veterans so our grandparents getting those stories so it's all encompassing but still around the idea of this miracle of birth um, in some way. And I wanted to bring that to you, my listeners. So, so for me, this, this, that's what this podcast represents. Like I say, it's my, it's been my labor of love, um, for the last two years. And I'm looking forward to 2022 because, you know, I have some amazing things in store. Um, you know, stay tuned to our channels, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube. Now, um, we're going to be launching some new things. Um, I want to support my Caribbean women on their journey to, um, recovery, um, as a physical therapist myself, um, and having experienced some of these challenges myself, I want to hold your hand during that process. So they are going to be, um, opportunities for you to work with me, um, whether it's one-on-one -on -one or in small group sessions or group coaching. Um, but look out because 2022, we're going to be launching some new things. Um, and then Oscar, of course, um, I just want to once again, thank you, Omnike, for being just an amazing host. I could not have asked for anybody else to, to kind of um, channel all of other certain people's energies <laughs> um, and conversations the way you have successfully done it. So thank you so much. And thank you for always being such a good auntie to Kyrie. Mm -hmm. Kyrie's blessed. He has many amazing aunties. Yes. And you are one of them. Yep. Um, and then I have to, I have to shout out because, of course, it can't be a Caribbean podcast and you don't do a shout out, right? So <laughs> yeah, shout out and big up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, shout out and big up. I have to shout out and big up my family because I go between Trinidad and, and Florida. So I have my Florida family. I have Mommy Ev, Papa J, I have Patrice, Jana. Oh, gosh, and the nine. So I'm going to have to do Daniel, Deja, Dominique, Dahlia, Aaliyah. Joelle, Cara, Julian, and Catherine. See, lots of nieces and nephews. And then wait, I didn't do so. the boys. I didn't do Sasha. 
and then we have Dirk. Right. Right. Um, I covered everybody. Okay. And yeah. Then, and then um, then my Trinidadian peeps, you mm-hmm. know, Papa Rudy and Mommy and Kareem and mm-hmm. Renee and Leila and, and Nathan and Nathaniel. Daniel. Yeah. Nathan. 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 Yeah. But anyway, um, <laughs> and then I have my avid listeners. I mean, I have my auntie Veronica who's in Toronto. She never misses an episode. Um, I know Kim Mimosa. She went to high school with us and she listens all the time. I have Lauren, Joya, Patrice, Roche, Sanji, Oh gosh, if I leave out anybody, I'm sorry. I have everybody who's been on the podcast. Anika, Nika. Um, I should have writ- printed out the list. Show I'm notes, sorry. Show notes. show notes, but I put it. But I mean, I love you all very dearly. And because of you, this podcast is possible. So thank you. Thank you very much. And then, of course, I had um, Lani. That ep- Listen to me. That episode, that fireside chat... I mean, it just blew the, the roof off in terms yeah. of number of downloads with Lani, Janive, and Chantal. So, I mean, it's been an amazing journey thus far. So that's that's my wrap-up. All right. Um, I do have your last question, but before I say that, I want to say something to both of you. I have now had the privilege to observe you with Kyrie for a couple of times and, and twice already for this year, which has been great. And I want to say that I'm consistently amazed at how wonderful you are as parents. You, you parent, or I think you, you embody parenting intentionally. It's something that I admire. I admire how deliberate you are with Kyrie. I admire how committed you are to being good parents. And if I'm sure people tell you this all the time, but you're doing such an amazing job. I mean, when I look at you guys, I have another, a few other friends who I observe parenting, and, and they're good as well. But you guys inspire me to, if, if we were ever blessed with a child, to, to, to do it right and to do it the way that you're doing it. So, I mean, congratulations to you so far. I know it's not easy. Um, no. And I, I, <laughs> um, but he's a, he's a beautiful child. I love him dearly. And, and you, you are doing an amazing job. So keep, keep at it. Thank um, you. So now finally we get the answer to the question we've all been waiting for. Chanel, you can go first. Choose a song that represents your journey of pregnancy, of birth, of motherhood. What's your song, Dan? Right. After I got stumped at the fireside chat, um, <laughs> I did my research because I really wanted a song to embody um, everything, right? And I think, in, of course, I would have to choose a classic Calypso. Um, <laughs> having been raised by the ultimate historian, and Calypsonian aficionado. Um, Uncle Rudy. Uncle Rudy, Rudolph Otley. Um, I have chosen The Mighty Trini. It's performed by The Mighty Trini, but it was written by the great late Winsford Devine, and it's called Sailing. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to put it at the end so people can actually hear it. I'll probably do less than 30 seconds so that I don't get flagged. But... um, it basically, this the chorus goes something like, oh gosh. Um, Don't do it. It's called sailing. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. No, I, go ahead. I was, okay, let me, let me get the, I'm going to get it and play it so I don't go off. I'm sailing with the boat, sing off, I'm sailing with the boat. 
a sailing with the boat, sink or float, a sailing with the boat. I like it. I like right? it. Yeah. So I'll play it at the end so you can hear because, of course, between the horse voice and well, Adrian said I have no tone, but yeah, that's what it sounds like. So, so sailing with the boat, sink or float, a sailing with the boat. I love, right. I love those lyrics. Mm-hmm. That's that's a good one. So Adrian, your turn now. What is your favorite song? Oh, well, sorry, not your favorite song, but what song embodies your journey? Your journey. Pregnancy, what's your all pregnancy and the fatherhood, and now that you're in fatherhood, do you have a song? Well, so I have two songs. So one is um, the beginning of um, a, a song called Matrimony uh, by Wally featuring Usher. Get engaged is like getting uh, is the first hill of the roller coaster. Can you hear it? Yes. When you hear those clickers, the loud sound, that, that, that's really violent metal. Chunk, 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 and you go, what, what's going on here? You know, Boy, this thing really, really goes high. <laughs> and then you go over the top. The wedding is at the top. You go up the top, there's the wedding, and then you just scream it. <laughs> and even if you make plans, you never think you're really ready. Anyway, so that, that is my, that, that. And then you just I don't know, we couldn't really hear it that well, but Chanel said she was okay. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then uh, this song, I don't know if the words are on the top, but if you know this song, you could. Oh, I love this song. Should I cue the. Yeah. Or just like... Oh, unless you know specifically where you want it. I love that song. I didn't know what it was called, but I, I know it. I love it. Yeah, um, awesome. Great. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your songs. And I think that brings us to the end of our interview. It was Yay! really a pleasure. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Thank you so much, guys. Thanks for allowing me the opportunity to share this with you. Oh, thank yes. you, Nika. Thank, thank you. you. Bye. 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 <laughs> Caribbean Birth Stories has been brought to you by the Amai Birth Collection. Head over to the AmaiShop.com. That's the A-M-A-I Shop.com for special offers and to learn more about the Amai family. Thank you for tuning in and we hope you enjoyed today's episode. We'd be grateful if you could leave a review about what you're loving on this podcast and be sure to tune in every Tuesday for new episodes.